This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. Just getting out for the morning walk. It's a little bit of rain. This is status quo in Vancouver. For a moment, I was sort of unsure of, like, what's, where am I? What city is this? Is this a city? So just pop up the umbrella. I was just having a lovely collision of... Um, thoughts and ideas, starting with, well, it led to Stanley Kubrick and films that he didn't make, so projects that he had that he was researching, and one of them was Napoleon. So I was sitting there imagining a Stanley Kubrick Napoleon There was a movie that he did do called Barry Lyndon, where you can see that there's a, there's a lot, at least the video I was watching, it was saying that the uh, Barry Lyndon owed a lot to uh, the work the research and the preparations he was making for uh, Napoleon. And uh, production was set down, uh, shut down because a uh, some, someone else, uh, some other production company was had, had made or was making a, a film that involved uh, Napoleon. But it would have been really cool to have seen a Stanley Kubrick, uh, Napoleon. The other, the other thing I liked was there was a comparison. They were sort of saying that, oh yeah, Stanley Kubrick is, is kind of like Napoleon. And a kind of mirror-like or obsession quality. And, of course, you know, not the same person. But... Everybody sort of gets caught up and um, curious about people, and you sort of want to find out more. And I've done that with a a couple authors. It it wasn't enough just to read the book. I was you know, I was preoccupied with, well, who who did this and who did this and why did they do this and um, you know is there can I find out more about... I, I think it was looking at the process of writing, creating something. So I'm kind of... I'm kind of equating that and saying that... Uh, not saying that Stanley Kubrick was... <laughs> he was planning on taking over... 
I'm just thinking of, um, say, being exiled on an island, right? You know, you have this sort of in- incredible uh, story, this strange and beautiful arc. Uh, sublime. There's lots of, of course, tragedy involved. There's, you know, hundreds, thousands of people dying. That was one thing I remember about this description of this project that Stanley Kubrick was interested in. It was that he wanted to do violence like ballet. So these soldiers fighting, these battles happening, that they're like ballets. And I think that's one thing that we do. Um, I've been on the fringe of... People, how do I mean this? Like, say, reenactments. And, you know, well, why would you want to reenact, you know, a, a bloody and horrific thing? On one side, it could be just that you want to remember it. Or it could be a contrast for a. Um, a current situation. I'm just thinking, like, say, the Vietnam War, or uh, an event that had passed. And say, for us, it could be a, I'm thinking, 2019, uh, Syria. It's and too, it's it's pathetic how how much these things just sort of fall into the into the background. I'm I'm just thinking of the news, but that say that that could be an example of an examination. And I'm I'm writing to respond to that. I I know that. And I'm not, part of it is not intentional, but part of it is. I'm looking at my own psychomachia, which is this internal struggle. Because I have these opposing sides that I suspect everybody does. And then, uh, the other thing that I was watching this morning was A Pervert's Guide to Ideology. I can't remember the philosopher's name. He's European. Um, I want to say East European. I want to say Polish, but I could have that wrong. And I remember um, looking up the first time I saw the movie, I, I, I looked him up and I saw some other stuff he had done, but it's, it's a great flick. I can recommend it. And what it is, is <clears throat> he talks about uh, ideology, right? So he, he talks about 
the, the, the pervert side of the equation in the title is that it's in, in one sense it's easy to live a, a pleasurable life inside the ideology and just sort of agree with it you know and worship at that altar and um, conform to it and, and if you do that everything's fine right you know it's sort of unquestioning faith and unwavering faith in the ideology however if you step outside of that it is painful and the and, and taking pleasure in that process of undermining, unraveling and standing outside taking an interest in being objective that that, that is um, perverse that sort of pleasure and so that's where that that's where that word is coming from uh, in the title A Pervert's Guide to Ideology and I, I apparently this morning I've, co- I've combined the two so I've got Stanley Kubrick his interest in Napoleon Napoleon himself which I, I still I still don't understand how that works after the French Revolution. Uh, perhaps it's like the Korean dictatorship uh, after the Japanese were uh, defeated, right, and and their colony was cancelled. In a sense, it wasn't cancelled because they had there were many. Um, everybody was collaborating with the Japanese in South Korea. So they didn't just leave. That influence remained and uh, and still does. It's it's still a big deal in um, Korea. This sense of uh, betrayal and uh, uh, traitors. And this, and this weird sort of blurring of the line between the two. So I think that that is what's up with uh, Napoleon. My, my problem with Napoleon is, you know, French Revolution. Awesome! So it's over, right? There's, you know, uh, freedom and, what is it? Liberté, égalité, and fraternité. And recently I was corresponding on Twitter, as we do, with uh, Johannes Steger, that uh, he had just studied uh, Marianne, who is symbolic of the revolution, or at least, uh, you know, in France, it's the personification of, I want to say revolution, but I think it's more like um, freedom say, liberty. Uh, yeah. 
and I sort I sort of see that in a, as a mirror in South Korea where they say, "Oh, okay, so it's over. The Japanese are gone." Uh, the other side of the equation are the nobility, the upper class, and you know the United States is coming in and attempting to set up a um, democracy, quote unquote, right? It's a form of democracy, and. It's not just that. It's this tightrope walk. Uh, it, it's not just this... And two, I can't get away with saying it. You know, it's just the United States. You know, all those Americans. Um, you know, we're, we're right there. You know, we want the same stuff. We want... Uh, it's it's an empire that started before the United States, and it will continue after. What do I mean by that? Uh, it's the two-sided sword of financial interests. You know, say, on one hand, you, you know, you enjoy, as I do, I'm walking down the street, there's houses, there's... Uh, street lamps, you know, illuminating the uh, early morning twilight. You know, yeah, we have power, electricity. We have. Uh, we also have power. We have uh, economic power. There's vehicles here. There's some. There's some new vehicles. And. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that there's a hybrid, but I'm not holding my breath. There's an electric car somewhere in this mix. One of my neighbors has this collection of uh, tiny sports cars, you know, that he trots out, you know, and sort of preens in front of the neighbors. And... Uh, just getting back to ideology for a second there. You know, I just, I just, I revel in his reveling. Like I can, I'm standing outside of it and going, you know, look at you, my gosh, you know, you are just entrenched, you know. And, uh, I know the flip side of it as well, that, there's also the, that desperation involved, this, you know, the great empty yearning. You know, one sports car isn't enough, I've got to have two, you know, and then on and on and on. And that, uh, you know, this external building up, that that's what's important, you know, that that's that's what's going to fix everything. It does, it does. So just th just thinking of say someone who's, you know, s steeped in the 
ideology and I, and I see it, I would love to have that conversation and say, but come on, you know, for real, are you really, you know, content? Or, you know, is, is, the, is there something else going on, right? Is this about to collapse and you're about to have your midlife crisis? And, uh, your moment of hubris. Why isn't it all about me? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Ah, <laughs> uh, so... So this show on uh, ideology, it's great. It has. It starts off with uh, taking a look at a movie, They Live. And so they'll have snippets from the movie. And if you haven't seen it, it it's got this, this great premise, which is there's these sunglasses, and you put them on, and you're able to see... Uh, messages, right, that these upper-class aliens are promoting, right, that they they do quite well, and uh, where, whereas, and too, we can see the aliens with these sunglasses on, and we can see all these sort of billboards that have these uh, Orwellian statements, and, and money uh, is just this big, bold printing on the money it says uh, this is your god and uh, other other sort of statements on magazines put on the sunglasses and there's no more glossy ads anymore it just says obey sort of fantastic stuff so it starts with that and the philosopher so we'll go from clips from movies to the philosopher who's Standing, uh, st- say you know they've they've gotten him to the place where they shot this scene, or something similar. So we'll jump back and forth while he's making commentary. So I, I can recommend that. Uh, he's got a bit of an accent, but I think that adds to it and uh, makes you makes you work a bit harder and. Napoleon had an accent, too. So back to Napoleon. So ideologies. I'm just, I'm just thinking about that, that... What is it that has people still idolizing Napoleon? Like, still fascinated with Napoleon... To the point, you know, where he he takes over. He takes over a democracy. You know, he becomes emperor slash dictator, beloved leader. I think too, and this is me looking at South Korea again, is that it's a fledgling democracy. It's not a democracy. In in contrast. France declared its freedom. And in, in the case of 
South Korea, there was a movement, uh, you know, a drive towards democracy. So there was a facet that was heading that way. But as I mentioned, that there were influences, upper class, and there, so, you know, so you're not going to get a bunch of uh, civilly minded political students. Um, it's it, it's it's a mix, and two, you've got you've got the royalty. When I was in. Korea, I actually met uh, somebody who was part of the royal family, right? It's sort of like, you know, this kind of connection that they were royalty. And it actually didn't go well. They had a meltdown. And uh, let's see, I say that, it makes it sound bad. <laughs> For me, I looked at it as more frustration as we were having a conversation that uh, I was getting these cues that I was supposed to treat them with respect and for myself, you know, the, the absolute best that I could give someone is to treat them with equality. You know, say that that's that's the ideology that I'm subscribing to. You know, I think I think that that's a good thing to do. I I worship at that altar, and <clears throat> it, it's sort of you know the things that I'm willing to do to to protect you know my ideology or the ideology. And, and to, you know, being critical of it, like say, this is what I believe. However, in the country that, you know, I live in, that's not the case. You know, we, what we say versus what we do, you know, the pathological uh, abuse of minority groups still continues. Uh, Women are not uh, things, and two, I could say, you know, I can say, it's like, oh, well, things are better. Sure. You know, is it, is it perfect? You know, are we at 50%? Nope. And so, I'm sorry, it's like, what do I mean by that? You know, 100% equality? I mean, 50 50, like, say that. That's not working out. It's a weird thing, too. Like, say, you treat someone... If, if... In the case of this pathological abuse that's happening in Canada, and it really looks like it's happening in the United States, I could speak definitely for Canada. Um, I've seen it in Vancouver... Uh, you know, it's happening in my province, the equality of a state. So it's, and then it's happening on a federal level. And 
you know, laws, there's, there's laws on the books that are being broken. Uh, corporations are a part of the problem, but then it also gets down just to, to the people, the 60% who will do what they're told, you know, go in and abuse this minority. Okay. And two, they might feel bad about it, but, you know, the 60%, they will do it. feel like I'm sort of scattered, but in a good way. I, I, you know, I enjoy talking about this topic, uh, even though it's really difficult and it hurts. Why? Because it's, for me, it's better to examine and to be honest and truthful uh, as much as possible. Can I see multiple perspectives? Or am I just living, you know, am I, am I just sort of steeped in the ideology? It's like, oh, you know, it's so good. So, let's see. Let's get back to Stanley Kubrick. So my understanding is, uh, say, a perfectionist. He's not cranking out a movie a year. Uh, I think it was something like he only did 12 movies. I've seen a number of them. Ones that I can remember. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Then The Shining. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of Barry Lyndon. Eyes Wide Shut, Clockwork Orange. One thing, though, is that I remember... It, it feels like I, I remember most of his movies, and it was an event, versus, say, many directors who I, you know, I can't remember, and I don't remember what they did. I think he started off as a photographer. So he's very, very aware of the image. What's the difference? Some directors start off as uh, screenwriters, or they are students of film, or actors. You know, there's a wide variety. So, photography. Um, the Bronx, so we're talking New York, right? I think that's Bronx. And he has this fascination with... <laughs> I want to say a fascist. But anyways, he has a fascination with a dictator. He has a fascination with Napoleon. Oh, Moss, that's not the same thing. He's not a dictator. I think I mentioned getting uh, the portrait. This is a photo portrait. It was just, it was, it's a poster from... Um, 
the Canada government. And I, w- I was just thinking of, it's like, oh, I wonder if I could get a picture of the Queen. And yeah, you know, they sent, they sent me a picture of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. And I actually had a frame, so I put it in this nice frame, and it was an interesting moment, because when you have something like that, and you, when you put up something like that, and it was, I've, I think I mentioned this before, I'm interested in the, the reaction, say, that someone else sees this, and goes, oh, Obviously, Moss is a monarchist. You know, he, you know, he likes this, and it's, it's, it's for me. I think it's more about the awareness of it. I want it in my face, and it's not just that, but she's elderly, and I was looking at, I was looking at the picture, and. I, I've I've seen her picture for years. I've seen um, postage stamps. I remember uh, when I was a kid, somebody or something that uh, there was this you know, hey, why don't you collect stamps? <laughs> and you know, one of the many things that people throw at you. So I was putting stamps into this little book and seeing older stamps. Right where they had this younger picture of her, I guess it was after the coronation. Uh, back in the fifties, was that? And just sort of looking at this portrait, and, and I was thinking, she's she's going to die soon, and so then it's going to be uh, we're going to see somebody else. There'll be other portraits. And uh, the face on the money will change. You know, if you look up on Wikipedia for you know for Canada, the sort of you know the head of state, that's going to change. And yet, it will be the same. Uh, thinking about Napoleon thinking about Napoleon thinking about South Korea I think it's that there's so it's not an easy process of just blamo democracy that that it's a it, there's a transition involved. Uh, it's a paradigm shift. You know, you're going from one way of doing things to a new way of doing things. And I can definitely see that in South Korea. The more I've learned about it, that you know, even when the Japanese colonization ended. It didn't end. Uh, even though 
it was a fledgling democracy, you still have influence from an upper class who want to dominate it, uh, including the ruling class, you know, who, who feel, an, you know, that, you know, they have a, they're privileged, you know, that they're, by divine right, it's theirs. They're owed it. That's their identity. Much like, say, if Canada went full, full democracy, you know, democracy or a form of democracy that didn't involve uh, a monarchy, a foreign monarchy, a royalty, or say England did the same thing, that there would be, you know, the there would be this sort of loss of identity. Uh, especially for the people who who are used to being observed and treated, and they have titles, right? You are Sir so-and-so. There's this awkward moment, or at least I have awkward moments, when people, you know, calling me Sir, like I'm going in to go and, you know, do something at you know, a store or something, and somebody says, you know, you know, can I help you, sir, or something like that. It's like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the royal treat, treatment, right? <clears throat> and, and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, com- the, the conscious part of me is, is questioning this and saying, and I actually, I have said, you know, oh, you don't have to do that. You know, going for, uh, this equality, right? And uh, it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're on the same level, right? I don't, I don't want that, uh, I don't want that kind of treatment. If you want to do mister, I can do mister. It would be great if we had, would it? I'm just, I'm just thinking, of course, you know, the writer imagination going, what if there was a a non I want to say gender but it's not quite right but say uh say how we have mr we have mrs we have miss and then we have ms the ms and then there's variations of that but it would be It'd be interesting if we had one that was neither male or female. I think it's interesting. But also in the sense of... (laughs) And two, the artists can push for whatever they want, but it's the general public who ultimately decides on what's what. And... In, in my mind, I, I call them the 70%. So I have all these percentages. The 60%, you know, they'll do what you tell them. You know, the 1% have all the money, which is not true. Uh, they have a lot. You know, there's a lot. Um, but it, also, it's it's not so cut and dry. Like, if you go over to their place, you know, they're not sitting on a, on a mountain of gold or... Was it like Uncle Scrooge McDuck who has a, 
he has this sort of big vault that he swims in the gold coins. Getting back to Napoleon. <laughs> so there, there is something fascinating about... Yeah, there is something. Uh, you know, the bits and pieces that I pick up. You know, he's, he's not French. That's interesting. And yet, and yet, I'm still troubled by the, you know, the fact that he can, that, not a modern day Caesar, but, that say we have humans, we're, that we will put aside the best, and for me, I'm thinking democracy, right, that that's the best, so, in the best light, you know, because we have mutilations and versions and um, lip service to democracy, democracy, freedom, liberty. Problems with it, like say mob rule, you know, like um, when I'm not thinking about it, I think mob rule is a great thing, true democracy. And then, uh, as soon as you start thinking about it, there are problems. Right? It's like, well, what about the you know the minorities? If you're only considering the the majority, how, yeah, you know, how do you protect? Uh, how do you protect minorities? And to you know, for me, it's Canada, and I'm thinking of. The, the 70%, what do I mean by that? At least in Canada, it's 70%, and it's... I'm just, I'm sort of expanding here and going, white, straight, anything else? Those are the big ones. ideologically on the same page. And my, my concern is looking ahead at, say, the next hundred years, and if, if it is mass extinction, what are, what, what are those people going to do? What have they done in the past? Uh, I can be criticized, I can you know, be sort of lumped in, but that starts to fall apart. And I hope it would fall apart. You know, I don't... I, I would want to be sort of a watchdog, and I would want to be critical. I don't think I'm going to be here for that. But uh, it's possible I could be elderly. You know, and that we could sort of 
be going through, you know, an economic nightmare because we're going through an environmental nightmare. The best thing, I think, is to prepare, not just say for, the best thing is to prepare that 70% and saying, look, you know, this is on the way. You know, let's be, let's be the best we can be. You know, let's, let's be human beings and not animals. Um, desperation, though, you know, that does terrible things to us, right? We, we do, we do become animals. And, uh, so what's the best way to sort of circumvent that? You know, how do you, uh, our ideology, we, we do have, in Canada, we have multiculturalism, uh, which, which I, which I critique. I think it's a great idea, but as I said, you know, abuses against minorities, it's pathological that we have something in place that is um, abused, you know, every year it's abused, so good intentions, we have good intentions, we say great things, you know, we make big promises, but uh, what's the thing that's going to kind of be a, a landmark, right, that it's going to make uh, people down the road say, you know, stop, make the 70, 70% uh, take care of the 30%, so that, it, you know, <laughs> so that the worst doesn't happen. So that's, yeah, so that's on my mind. What can I say? What can I do to... What, what, what story can I tell that's going to uh, get in the way and say, you know, before, before you go ahead and uh, do the bad thing or, you know, do the inhuman thing, consider what you're throwing away. And two, sometimes it's down to a matter of survival, and I don't think, I don't think most people are interested in um, martyrdom. There would be a, a percentage of that seventy percent that would, you know, that would say, you know, that would refuse, you know. But then there would be a, a, a group of the seventy percent who. And that, you know, having uh, a desperate populace and then, you know, a small, uh, extreme group, you know, who's, who's okay with uh, desperate acts of violence and so on and so forth. <laughs> and back to Napoleon... 
Well, also, too, back to Stanley Kubrick. You know, why choose Napoleon? Is, is, it, is it a kind of a critique of, uh, say, a politician or a frame of mind? Is it an act of hero worship? Uh, why, why choose that person? I took a look at the screenplay, which it's like, oh, hey, it's there. And it starts off in Napoleon's childhood. So we get these snapshots of early years, formative years. Lots of research done. So it's not a slapdash kind of uh, production. And two, his, his style of production, where he's doing a huge amount of research and preparation, and then um, the, the way he's shooting the movies, this sort of per- perfectionist uh, mentality, that on one hand it does pay off, but on the other, like say, he could have made that Napoleon movie you know, if he had just driven it forward uh, instead of being so cautious. On the other hand, I don't think he would have ever made the project because he would have just been, you know, this impulsive machine. Who knows? One of the pictures that is often flashed up of Napoleon. He's on the back of this horse. And I think it's like a pale horse. And uh, I think he's got a finger pointed up in the air. It's probably used by many painters. It's kind of sort of leaning back on this horse. The horse is kicking up its heels. And... He's got his, uh, I want to say it's a sideways hat, but uh, I I believe it's military clothing from that time. And it's uh, it's very epic, and it's very epic and perfect. I want to say stoic, not in the philosophical sense. Uh, A person in command like absolute they, Napoleon seems to be in control and then the, the flip side of that of I can remember early on seeing movies where Napoleon movies, TV shows where there would be somebody who was who believed that they were Napoleon that it was so it was so much better to be Napoleon uh you know, that grand character. And I kind of think that's, for say, for some people, it's so much better to be, you know, you idolize someone. I can remember younger, um, being younger and fashioning myself after uh, musical, it was sort of musical, I think it was mostly musical, 
say bands that I was listening to the music and I would fashion myself after them. Uh, kind of finding my own style, but uh, largely abandoning that. But I, I could remember it was a big deal. And so I'm sort of thinking of that in the sense of, um, you know, people idolizing someone and uh, imitating. E- even though it's theatrical, right? It's, it's a big dress-up thing. But imitation seems to be uh, so important to us. for time oh yeah we're we're wrapping it up so my interest is in why Stanley Kubrick choose Napoleon because in my mind Napoleon is this sort of anti-democracy, anti, um, anti-freedom. And two, I'm sure he, he sort of, you know, promoted, oh, well, you'll still have a government, I'll just be your leader, right? Uh, I'll be your Julius Caesar. And two, he doesn't fashion himself as, um, you know, president, right? He doesn't, he doesn't make himself president of France. And he doesn't make himself king of France. He makes himself emperor. And that, that's a title that is, that is definitely uh, Roman and Julius Caesar, another military leader. It makes me think of uh, the... British monarchy, my own preoccupation with that, and, you know, my government, this kind of sort of split identity. You know, we are one thing, but we are the other. Um, and neither, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, apparently she, she, and too, I say she, right? But apparently, apparently England has no power. And yet I've actually, I've actually witnessed uh, England, Britain, the UK, shut down uh, the Canadian government. That did happen recently, like within, I think it was like 10 years ago. That's, that's power, regardless of whether you say that, you know, that that's, um, what is it, that's essential, that's necessary... Uh, it's for our own good. There's this quality of not being exactly mature, you know, that we're irresponsible and that we are not autonomous. There's a good word for it. You know, we're still we're still living in our parents' basement, which, when I think about it, is a very 
it's it is accurate. You know, if I can sort of step outside of my identity and as a Canadian, I'm going. You know, this is, this is how I know it. Uh, pros and cons. I think if you if you are fully, you know, if 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 you're not in doubt in it, uh, you know, you just say, you know, well, you know, I'm having a most excellent time here. I'm not questioning this versus myself, you know, which <laughs> I'm sort of on the the brink of of a of a living hell here, right? And sort of going, sort of, okay, what is this thing? Why is it this way? And two, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a specific case, you know, a specific sort of group of people. Last thoughts about South Korea. So, so the events that happened just recently, the U.S. government admitted um, released information documents about the CIA uh, affecting uh, a coup, a military coup in South Korea. Uh, after the Japanese left, the South Korean government was set up, but they would not do what the United States wanted to do. I'm paraphrasing here and doing a bit of reading into it. Sort of like, well, how did it come about, this military coup? The CIA admits, right, that they assisted, you know, directed, set up, and um, put in place a dictator. However, it was not their intention that it be a dictatorship. They just wanted to kind of clean out the the government, um, the people in power, because the people in power were the old people in power. They did not want to, you know, they did not want the influence. Um, they wanted to be autonomous. So there's an sort of an interesting kind of juxtaposition. Uh, even when you're autonomous, and I'm just sort of reaching now for what does it mean to be free? What does liberty mean? At what point do I get thrown into jail, right, for what I'm thinking? <laughs> and observing or commentating, commenting on or questioning uh, this ideology right, that I exist within. There's things that I love about it, but what I hate about this ideology, this Canadian ideology, is that uh, it's not it's not believed in, like it's not lived in and enforced, and that it's very much like, say, the old um, Korea, where you have royalty, upper class, and that Canada still exists in this kind of mindset of 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 the past, that we are still owned by an influence. And two, I don't want to, I don't want to extend to the UK 
Instead, I want to be here and say that the influence is here, this negative and this way of this way of thinking, this way of thinking about people, about human beings, that there are a greater and a lesser. And two, so it's it's a it's a two-tiered ideology. It's the ideology on top, which is amazing. So many great ideas and and it's like suggestions. You know, how oh how about we live this way and how about we respect this and that and the other thing? Versus the 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 reality ideology which is beneath, which is um abuse, mistreatment. I've argued in other episodes that this is getting into the cause, right? That this is getting into the the reality and the the horrific reality uh, that we have to deny because it's sick, right? It's it's the worst part of ourselves. And there's a question of you know can can we exist uh, if we if we get away with this way of doing things and i don't think i don't think it would be the same canada there would be this great erasure of ethnicity and identity on one hand but there would be also be this acknowledgement of um yeah, people's people's traditions and belief systems and so ethnicity. Yeah, and and that's almost an evolutionary leap that you know we would be leaving behind how we how we perceive the world. So. It would be a completely different, um, it would be a different country. It wouldn't, you know, the name would not be Canada. And it would be a, um, this is where it gets into almost like, it is, it's, I'm talking about a utopia. I'm talking about uh, a place where people are equal. Like, really. You know, and if, and if the equality is not happening, it, that, it, it's a huge, uh, insult, right? You know, that it's so important and, and valuable that, you know, you honor someone else's equality. And I think that that's where I'm having trouble with the, that director and his Kubrick's choice of um, subject matter and uh, fascination with Napoleon. Instead of going for an equal, right? He's he's going for a um, a persona. He's 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 going for. I, I I just saw some old notes from film school where we were talking. We had a psychology class, at least one psychology class. I think mean, there was two, but. I, was, I found myself looking at these papers on um, 
these handouts of Freud and Carl Jung and I, I'm already working and thinking about it but I was looking at these you know, diagrams of you know here's the self you know capital S at the very center of our psyche and then surrounding it here are you know archetypes and then surrounding those here are I think they, I think they were called complexes <laughs> which is a great double meaning there right they are both complex and um, there's I think there's also buildings that are called a complex right? like a duplex oh okay so we're pretty much done was was that um, was Stanley Kubrick going for a, a critique you know of of somebody who was rejecting equality and instead had kind of enthroned themselves in this narcissistic uh, you know because those images those paintings um, portrayals um, there's a great portrayal of uh, in Time Bandits by Terry Gilliam, and they have some sort of poking fun at uh, Napoleon, that he has a gold hand, right? That's why he's always got his hand in his jacket, and, uh... Yeah. Anyways, there we go. Thoughts, reflections. Take care.